Hi, I'm Tori. And I'm Hannah. And this is Wait, Wait Why. Why. Welcome back to another episode. We're going to be diving into a bit of a deeper topic today, but of course, we wanted to start with some life updates. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, you go first because I have not that much going on. Uh, well, this past weekend, I went up to Jacksonville, Florida, which is north of where I live, and it's where we went to college, where Tori and I met, so I saw... Where we met. Where we started. Um, you know, (laughs) where our journey begins. (laughs) But yeah, so I visited some friends from college, and it was a good time. The weather wasn't great, so we just kind of hung around, caught up, watched movies. It was good, and then... We met up with a bigger group of our friends and got breakfast, so it was a good time. I was glad I went for sure. It had been two years since I'd been back to Jacksonville. Oh my gosh. Which is, yeah, actually a pretty long time. I think right after I graduated, I was visiting more often, and then I kind of fell off of that pattern. But anyway, that was fun, and... I didn't realize it had been that long. Two years? Yeah, actually, it was for your birthday for Florida, yeah, Georgia. That, that yeah. was the last time I was there. Um, the surprise? Birthday or no? Yeah, this I think I surprised you. Yeah. Such a so sweet. What a good friend. Good times. And what else? Oh, I'm starting a writing workshop next week, which I'm super excited about. Our friend Mara, who I'm just gonna mention her because we're gonna mention her again <laughs> later. Um, our friend Mara actually recommended it to me and I'm super excited to be doing it. I think it'll be a good way to get back into more of like my personal typewriting opposed to my work writing because those are two separate things so yeah that's what I have going on coming up yeah exciting stuff all exciting um I don't have too much going on (laughs) kind of just steady maintaining I have been teaching a few zoom yoga classes so that's been fun um a lot of our friends and some of our listeners who are listening right now you guys have attended and I'm so grateful for that um hoping to just grow that community and once it gets bigger and I get my certification. I'll let you guys know if you want some Zoom Zoom yoga. Yeah, I love that. It's been fun for sure. Um, <laughs> that, yeah. Yeah. Please sound more excited. Sorry, no, I am excited. I'll be honest, my cats are distracting me right now. I don't know if you guys can hear them in the background, but they're kind of being loud and annoying. But anyway, <laughs> um, we actually have some pretty exciting news. If you haven't seen it already, because oh yeah, it'll Big be launched song. by now. Uh, we have a Wait Why podcast Instagram. <laughs> There's my excited, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we just decided to start putting out content and talking about the podcast on there. We want to get the listeners, you guys, more involved with some polls and our stories and such so that we can kind of have you more involved in the episodes. And it'll be an easy way to give us feedback as well. Um yeah, we know a lot of you guys have been asking um, ways to kind of leave comments for us, and we haven't had a platform until now, so we're very excited to hear what you guys have to say. And we want to give a shout out to our friend Mara again. Um, Mara has been designing kind of our graphics that we've been using, so we're going to throw her graphic design Instagram in the show notes if you want to check her out, and we'll also be tagging her in our Instagram because gotta give that gal credit for her work i mean it's awesome she literally just started and i think she does super well so excited to see her grow as well yep kind of support our fellow ladies anytime we can yeah for sure so we're excited to have an instagram we're excited to connect with you guys more with this and uh we'll see where it goes and keep expanding our platforms hopefully hopefully um but you can find us at wait why podcast 
on Instagram. That's at Wait Why Podcast. <laughs> and I'll throw it in the show notes. We'll throw it in the show notes too. Yeah. Perfect. Um, all right. Well, today we're just going to jump into today's topic, which is about voting. And I just want to give a quick disclosure that we are not going to be talking about political parties or affiliation. We're going to keep this topic as bipartisan as we can and just talk about nonpartisan. Nonpartisan, excuse me. <laughs> We're going to keep it as scratch that. We're going to keep it as nonpartisan as we can. Um, I think that was like already in my mind. Yeah, so. it just it was in there. But yeah, this isn't going to be about which candidate you should vote for or like anything no, like that. Just I don't think point. candidates' names are even going to come up in this. We just want to talk about why voting matters and why you should vote, why your individual vote matters. Right. And also a little bit about voting outside of elections as well. Yes, because there are many ways to vote and use that power to your advantage because voting is a power and a privilege. And, you know, you got to keep in mind that not everyone had access to this all the time. As women, there were a time, there was a time where we couldn't vote. As a black woman, there was a time black people couldn't vote. So mm-hmm. it, it truly is a privilege and people worked really truly very hard for us to be able to do it and I think it's totally our um not our right but like our I mean it is a right it is our right but that's not the word I'm looking for in this instance it's like our duty but also not that word yeah um it's just it's just very important and I think we should recognize that and participate and stay involved and educated absolutely I agree um one of the biggest things that I think I've heard kind of um people's hesitation towards voting is the argument that one vote doesn't matter. And I, I don't know if you've heard this a lot, Hannah. Yeah, I, think so. I definitely have. I feel like, especially at our age, people, I don't know, I definitely hear people say like, oh, well, I didn't vote because, I don't know, does my vote really matter? Yeah, what's it going to do? Is one person going to change anything? And everybody's comeback, or not everyone's, my comeback is always like, yes, absolutely, it does matter. One person does matter. Um, but... Just to take that one step further, we've looked up some actual statistics for you guys. You can understand how significant one vote can be. Um, And so I'll just go ahead and read them off for you guys. Yeah, go ahead. Um, And so this is from MiddletonMassachusetts.gov. That's where I'm getting these from. So in, I'll start with the latest one. So in 1846, President Polk's request for a declaration of war against Mexico passed uh, by one vote. Also, one vote made Texas part of the United States. One vote made Adolf Hitler head of the Nazi party. Um, And a little bit more context here. In 1989, Lansing, Michigan School District had a proposal which produced a tied vote of 5,147 for to 5,147 against. So literally tied down to the individual um, because it was tied, it ended up costing the school, the school district $2.5 million. So one vote could have totally flipped that decision. Um, and then my last example is that in Stockton, California, they had a unified school trustee seat that was open, and it was won over by one vote. Uh, the vote was 2,302 to 2,301. So like these are big numbers, too. We're talking about well, a significant amount of numbers. Um, so it's not just like a, a pool of 10 people. So the fact that one individual made that difference is On pretty... huge decisions, too. Yeah. Like Texas becoming part of the United States made Adolf Hitler in charge. Like, 
Right. One vote could have changed history in that instance. Yeah. One vote has the power to change where money is allocated, to change um, the history of wars. You know, there's so much, I think, that goes into it that is not necessarily seen from the beginning. So just to know that one vote absolutely matters. Yeah, especially on on the national level, it absolutely matters. But I think it's sometimes easier to see where your vote matters in local elections because of that smaller population, like one person really does make an even bigger difference than in the larger picture. And I think a few of those examples are like the school district example specifically. I mean, that's something that anyone can get involved with. So if there's like an issue you feel passionate about, you should really go get involved in your local community. If there's voting on something that you want to have a say in, go do it. Go down to the town hall and sit in on the forums because your opinion and your stance and your presence and your voice in that space Mm -hmm. can truly matter. Yeah, the presidential election is not the only election that matters, not the only one that needs your vote. If anything, like Hannah said, those local elections benefit more. Exactly. And another thing we like want to emphasize here in this podcast about why voting matters is because voting does a lot for you. There are a lot of things that <clears throat> you as an individual get from voting, whether that be where your tax dollars are getting allocated. When you vote, you're voting for what you want spending to go towards and how you want your money that you're giving to the government to be spent. It um, puts funding into school districts or into communities or into projects that you want to see done in your community. There's just so much that your vote says for what you want. And if you want to see change, you can't just be like, oh, complaining about it. Like, oh, the roads here are so bad, you know, like, Mm -hmm go vote and for the person who says they're going to change the roads and who want to actually allocate money towards infrastructure. That's how you get those like big picture changes that you want. Like you're not, it's easy to feel powerless with like big change, but you're not and voting is where you can really have a lot of power. Yeah. I think that was really well put. Um, I know so many people have told me that they're frustrated with not feeling like they have a voice which is absolutely understandable. And I know a lot of times too, um, just by voting is not the only way to voice your concerns, um, but it is a big step into that direction. Yeah, absolutely. And when you're using the power of your voice through voting, you're also standing for like your culture, for your generation and your gender, like you're standing up for women or for your sexuality. There are so many things on a bigger picture that you're voting for when you go to vote. Yeah, so really just to emphasize that uh, I have some stats from the Pew Research Institute uh, about voting demographics for this 2020 election. So uh, for the first time ever, non-whites have the largest share of eligible voters and they account for a third of those voters. That's crazy. So when you're stepping out to vote, you're voting for your culture, your race, your identity, you know, like you're part of a larger picture. Right, more than just outside of just your individual self. Yeah, you're really showing support for a larger demographic as well. Yeah, which is so true too because when you think about it, you're asking, you're being asked to vote based on what you believe, but it's reflective of a whole country. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so why would you go into voting only thinking about an individual perspective mm-hmm. when the decision's going to reflect a large scale? You should be thinking about Big picture. Big picture. Absolutely. 
Um, and then the other stat also from Pew is that um, Gen Z, which are people who would be between 18 and 23 right now, will account for the largest share of eligible voters this year. So more than millennials and older generations, they're the largest share of eligible voters, which seems crazy to me. Like, how is the younger generation so large? Yeah. But uh, they say that that makes up to one in 10 eligible voters is a Gen Z. Wow. That's a huge impact. And this is, for all of them, this would be the first election they could vote in. Is that math right? I think so. <laughs> I think so. I think so. Well, those who are 18, definitely this is their first election. So Elect- yeah, we know that one. But yeah, I'm pretty sure. So it's. I think this election will really be influenced by how many people actually go out to vote. Because this is just people who are eligible to vote. Right. It's different how many people are going to actually go out to vote. But I mean, that's another reason why it's important. You're representative of your generation as well. You're representative of a share of eligible voters so you going out to vote means something yeah making sure that everybody has a seat at the table exactly exactly um so aside from elections there are actually a lot of other ways to vote yeah i'm excited to talk about this because i think it's really important and i think there are people who don't realize how much these choices really are a vote every day mm-hmm. um and what we really mean here is voting with your dollar and voting with your actions so yeah um and so by voting with your dollar that can be something um as simple as going to like the grocery store and making sure that maybe you care a lot about um plastic prevention or pollution prevention and you're trying to be cognizant of your plastic your single-use plastic uptake so you're gonna only buy groceries that are not wrapped in plastic. You're using your dollar to support those industries who are making the conscious effort to reduce their plastic consumption. But you can take it to even a larger scale. Um, Hannah had an example about she's really aware of the gas stations she goes to because she wants to make sure that they're supporting um, what she believes in. And if you want to talk about that. Yeah, so like a lot of gas stations for, I think, kind of obvious reasons, support the fossil fuel industry. Um, however, you can go online and see the stats of exactly how funded, like how much funding each gas station is providing to these industries. And so I try to choose the gas station that funds the least to the industries because that represents what I want to support. And um, the best gas station to go to would be a Chevron. The worst would be BP. <laughs> Not to do yeah, this. But yeah. those are the stats that's based off of how much funding they give to fossil fuel industries. But I don't know, there are other, like, there's lots of other ways to vote with your dollar too. Absolutely. For example, like another example is Coca-Cola is like the number one plastic polluter in the world, like period. So you just, if you don't want to support them, don't buy Coke products or buy their canned or glass products to show that you don't want their plastic products. Because yeah. I know a lot of people have a hard time thinking um, individual choice means anything, but individual choice can influence the market. If enough people stop buying the plastic products, Coke is going to be like, okay, they like this, let's shift our marketing. Because what they care about is making money. Right. So if I think consumers can absolutely shift the market by voting with their dollar. Yeah. And even like just to stress how many times a day you get the opportunity and privilege to vote using your dollar. Like from the moment you wake up in the morning to what type of face wash you use. Maybe it contains microplastics in it. What type of toothpaste? Um, If you're using a plastic toothbrush, 
Um, and I'm using a lot of these examples that have to deal with sustainability, sustainability just because that's my passion. Um, but it can be a lot of other different areas too. Maybe you don't want to support anything that uses child labor. Um, maybe you don't want to support companies that aren't American made. Um, so there's a lot of different things, but by every single decision you make that has a reaction and you are either standing for or against that cause. And so it's a huge ripple effect. And I don't think that, I think in the moment, it's really easy to just get that instant gratification. Like we want it, this is it, you get it, Mm -hmm. you know, rather than thinking of the effect that you're having. And I understand too, that a lot of it is a sacrifice, you know? Yeah, and absolutely. It's totally okay to not be wanting to make that sacrifice in the moment. Um, but the whole aspect of this thought and shifting your thinking is just to get that slow um, process going. So, like, maybe at the time you, like, don't like bamboo toothbrushes, you know? And until you find a better option that suits you, you're going to keep using your plastic one, but it's something that you're going to be educated about and be planning to make that decision later. Um, exactly. So anything that just starts to be in that process of becoming a uh, cognizant, aware consumer. Exactly. And obviously, as we're saying, you vote with every single dollar you spend. So obviously, you're not going to make every single conscious decision based off of your values. That's not what we're saying. No, that would be a bit ridiculous. But the point (laughs) is to be educated that your dollar does have influence as much as voting an election could. So, And then there's also voting with actions. Mm-hmm. which is a bit same but different. Yeah. <laughs> and one thing that I've been looking into lately in terms of like an action, while it still involves money, it's I think it kind of falls more into the actions, is switching my banks. Uh, banks are also tend to be big supporters of fossil fuel industries, and I currently bank with the number one supporter of fossil fuel industries, and I do not like that. I want to change banks. There are lots of other good options. Regional banks are good too. I'm not just going to get into talking about banks, but the point is that also shows, and that's an action that reflects my values, and I'm like removing myself from that and actively not supporting that. Yeah. That's like where my, that's kind of how I vote with my action, is to actively not support something that doesn't align with my values. Yeah. And there's a couple other examples, too, of ways that you can support just by using your actions and not necessarily with your dollar. So, for example, the authors that you uh, read and support their books, whether that is um, actually purchasing, doing like a book share, suggesting for your book club, that has a huge impact, as well as even the movies you watch. You know, you're supporting those actors, you're supporting those directors, you're supporting the companies. Yeah. Um, the more views that they have, the more support you're giving them. So there's a lot of different ways just in your normal routine and daily life that you can make a difference. Absolutely. Um, but to transition a little bit back into this year's election and elections in general, the more standard form of voting, we wanted to kind of just throw out a couple of resources and dates to remember about elections about elections about this year's presidential election specifically um the first resource we wanted to throw out there is voterparticipation.org they are a nonprofit that helps uh register voters basically and on this website which is voterparticipation.org you can check your registration to make sure you're currently registered if you don't know that for sure 
um, that's a good place to do that. And this isn't, you can't check for your mail-in ballot. This is just simply to check your registration. And then the other source I wanted to throw out there is theskim.com slash elections. That's S-K-I-M-M dot com slash elections because they just have a huge breakdown of resources, like a really good breakdown of all the different issues, the candidates' stance on the different issues, more about the candidates themselves and their vice presidents as well. So if you feel like you need more information before you decide on a candidate, before you feel ready to go out to vote, theskim.com slash elections is just a great hub of information. Yeah, also nonpartisan. Yeah, also very nonpartisan. Um, and then also too, I, we've talked a lot this episode, <clears throat> excuse me, about being an educated voter. So in order to give yourself the time to do your research, if you go to ballotpedia.org, they give you your ballot for the upcoming election. So you're able to do your research ahead of time, see what is on there, see how you want to vote, um, just so you, you're prepared. Yes, absolutely. And I think by the time this episode comes out, for some states, it'll be too late for mail-in voting, but check your mail-in voting date. Um, hopefully, you've already gotten those in if you're mail-in voting. If not, make sure you know where your polling place is for November 3rd. That is official election day, and early voting starts three days from now, October 24th through the 31st. So, it's coming up here. It's always an election year. It's always <laughs> a crazy season, so... Yeah, on top of a pandemic. (laughs) Yeah, it's been very different this year, so it'll be interesting to see the outcome and to kind of have, like, the election madness wear down. I always look forward to after the elections happen. The calm after. The storm. The long storm. (laughs) Yeah, and I don't know, I don't know if you mentioned this yet, but Florida's last day for mail-in ballots is October 24th? I don't think I said that yet, but for Florida residents, our Florida friends, Florida listeners. (laughs) yeah. Yeah. And also, I mentioned this, I think, last episode, too, but working the election, um, so on election day or early voting, if you want to be a election poll worker, <laughs> <laughs> um, that's also a great way to get involved and give back to your community, too. Yeah, and Tori was kind of saying, I've actually never been involved in election, but Tori has, and Mar, our friend Mar has as well, and I think just being truly involved, like, Gives you a whole different perspective on just yeah. the whole campaign process and yeah, we were all talking that, about so. this before the episode. I was saying how a lot of people recommend like at least once in your life you should work in the restaurant industry, um, just so you can have more compassion for the wait staff. Yeah, and I almost feel that the same is true for politics, um, just so you can get a better understanding of how the process works and the amount of work that goes into a campaign is crazy. Um, so just being more appreciative of that as well. From like now to like, as of this day, if somebody knocks on my door advocating for a candidate, like I always have to hear them out. Yeah. Because I've been there. Yeah, I know. I know how it is. So yeah, I've been there, done that. But the point is getting involved is another way to evolve your education on these topics. Because, you know, it is big and voting can feel very heavy, especially in these times. But you can kind of work through that by staying informed. I think that's the best way to kind of push past the kind of the weightiness that can come with a vote, like with a formal vote and a formal election, Mm -hmm. if you are one of those people who feels that way. But in general, we just really want everyone to take away that 
you know, it's so important to be an educated voter. Just feel prepared and go in kind of knowing who your candidates are, who your options are, what they stand for, and figure out that aligns with what you stand for. Yeah, absolutely. And that the weight of your vote does matter. Yeah, even outside the national, like the presidential election, you can really stay involved in politics year-round, see what's going on on a local level. There are local elections as well that you could be involved in that also have big impacts. So voting does not have to be a once every four year things where you're all of a sudden getting educated and on top of it, you can stay involved truly year round. Yeah, and we've had also to a couple of our other friends um, who just don't feel like they're educated enough to vote. Um, and so they just have opted out from voting in the election. Mm-hmm. but. Hannah and I were discussing this before like if you are so split on a certain topic so say it's like the president can Mm -hmm. uh vote and so if you are so undecided that you feel like you just can't make that vote or you don't know you don't have to fill that out on your ballot there is still other things that you can vote for yeah so just a tidbit yeah just a little tidbit (laughs) um yeah I hope that we've kind of covered some things that are important to you guys and I hope we've kind of vocalized why voting matters that's really what we wanted to talk about here yeah and not so much obviously like we said get into politics I think we did a good job of that um if you want to learn more check out the websites we mentioned we'll try and have a nice hearty show notes on this episode with some of the resources we've thrown out for you guys here um and feedback as always would be great especially on an episode like this we want to make sure we kind of delivered on what we promised yeah absolutely all right guys that's all for week five this time (laughs) hopefully you'll be out november 3rd voting um and we look forward to you guys listening to our next episode yeah and don't forget to check out our instagram wait wide podcast we are on there now we can't wait to connect with you guys more so thanks bye bye Bye. (laughs)